welcome to the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast. I am your host, Katie, and joining me today is the illustrious Nick. Hi. <laughs> you wanted to say something else there, didn't you? He is so illustrious. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to react to the fact that you called me illustrious. That's just a little of a luster. Also joining us today is the equally magnificent Rachel. Hello. That could be an insult, because like, what if I'm not magnificent? All you said is that she was equal to me in magnificence. But you never said I was magnificent. All right, you're magnificent. Now move on. Okay. okay cool. And finally, hidden in the my corner adjective. is that guy. What's my here. adjective? I didn't just get an that, adjective. No, you're just that guy in the corner. Okay, well, that's me. I'm that guy in the corner. And um, if I'm looking at you and it's kind of creepy, I apologize. I have few social graces. <laughs> Perfect. Way to really lean into it. Oh, yeah. I might be wearing a fedora. <laughs> oh, no! <sighs> Look, you put me in the corner. I did, and I'm sorry. You Nobody this. puts baby in a corner. Oh, my yeah, God. But, For some reason, that was just in my head the other day, and I've never seen that movie. Okay, sorry. You've never seen that? Okay. But, but everybody puts Peter in the corner, and boy, is it getting tiresome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm the, the person walking away with headphones and with, walking with a purpose. With a purpose. Do, do not interrupt her. She is walking. It is magnificent. With with a purpose. You, you never seen those people. As magnificent as Nick. You, yeah, you've never seen those people <laughs> in the gross, grocery store just walking, having headphones in, just walking with a purpose, trying to get their crap. <laughs> oh, that's what I do too. I never shop without headphones. Uh, what are what are what are we here for, Katie? Where are we? I have no um, idea. Well, I'm in my. Office. I'm in I'm Boise. In- he he's in a corner in Boise for some fucking reason. Um, yep, <laughs> that's exhilarating, Peter. Thank you for sharing. Um, we Yay, are here I'm to- exhilarating. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it's like Dobby being given a sock. <gasps> I have a story for you guys off mic, <laughs> <laughs> or it can be on mic. Do you want it on mic? Let's do it off mic. Okay, so we're here for Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, where we talk about books. And this month, we all read the same book. They mostly come out at night. By... Benedict Patrick. Benedict Patrick, who is very, very Irish. (laughs) Did he? Did he read his own audiobook? No. He had had a a little interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the end, and he's just like, and there I was, and being all like Irish and stuff, and then you can't really understand me because I'm also talking really fast. That's Scottish. It's all the same he's, to me. I don't fucking he's know. He's definitely Irish, though. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just went with what I had. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, and right, what you, that was what you had. Okay, before we, we launch into our thorough and uh, piercing analysis of They Mostly Come Out at Night by Benedict Patrick, who is, I am told, very Irish. I'd like to thank Sebastian from the Netherlands for sending us photos of his bookshelves. They look fantastic. They are glorious bookshelves with lots of great books, and you too can see them 
on the Fantasy Book of the Month channel on the Too Many Thoughts Media Discord. Yes, it will be... uh, I will actually... I'll go ahead and I'll pin it right now because by the time you're listening to this, it may be uh, a little bit outdated. Uh, We record these sort of off schedule, so I'm going to go ahead and pin this for you. Sweet. It was beautiful. I had it really was a lot of fun looking at it. Yeah, she looked like the the heck out of it. <laughs> darn tootin. Yeah, toot darnin. So well, we're anyway. we here for our October episode. Is that correct? Our spooky, spooky, yeah, spooky. Wait a minute. Speaking of spooky, yes, Katie. Where's Dan? Oh. He's a ghost. I think he had an Perfect. interview with like, uh, like I thought he had an interview with an extraterrestrial being. He really had an interview with an alien ghost. I thought it was a from seance. alien land in a spaceship with computers and stuff. It's a space seance. Uh, I don't know where yeah. I'm going with that. I don't sci-fi. Uh, on a on a minor tangent. Uh... <laughs> People who believe in both aliens and ghosts, I don't know how you can like live a normal, happy life because that also implies that aliens have ghosts. So there's ghost aliens out there, and that freaks me out. That is horrifying. Wait, ghost aliens are scarier to you than just aliens? Or just ghosts. Yeah, that's really horrifying. Huh. I don't like that at all. Thank you for the new nightmare. Yeah. So what what about, I mean, ghosts existing implies the existence of supernatural in general and and opens the door to the possibility of werewolves vampires you know elves that kind of thing any of which may or may not be real in this setup but then that implies just like aliens imply alien ghosts implies you know werewolf ghosts or vampire Mm. ghosts so i don't like that either most of the time, in like most of the things, aren't they like, well, to have a ghost, you have to have a soul. And I feel like if a vampire like dies, then don't they just like turn to dust or some shit? It's true. Some some supernatural, uh, you know, cosmologies have vampires being soulless. So I guess they could not leave ghosts. Although that implies you could have the vampire. And the ghost of the person who became the vampire, and they could hang out. You, you guys have never boom. played The Sims. You guys have never played The Sims, have you? Uh, not not, <laughs> not with all the lot. weird add-ons, no. <laughs> Michaela has something like a thousand hours or something in The Sims. So. Oh, Oof. wow. Sims adjacent, I guess I could say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so back to our book here. Uh, Katie, I believe this was your selection. They mostly come out at night, right? It sure was. Uh, did you have a reason for picking it? Had you read it before? Nope. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. She had no reason, and she had never read it before. You heard well, it don't ask first. dumb questions you already know the answers to. Gosh. No, um, I think it was just... I think it was... Um, it might have been the Audible Daily Deal one day, and I was like, ah, oh, sounds neat. 
And it, it was, you know, probably just a couple bucks, and I bought it. Yeah, it, uh, um... I just like saying it. Peter, where are you cutting? Oh, I just, I just wanted to say that I just like saying the Audible Daily Deal one day. Oh, that does sound nice. Right? It's all the Ds. Nice. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because wow. you know that Peter loves all the Ds. Ah, uh, yeah. Get those Ds all up in those Peters. Oh, my God. <laughs> you brought this upon yourselves, okay? Oh, I pretty much did. Yeah. All right. Next. So so this book was, um, yeah, you brought it up to us. We all looked at it. It was free on Audible at the time that I picked it up. Um, and it did come in a, a publisher's pack of sorts. Yeah. Uh, it, weirdly, it was book one and book four. <laughs> right. And then I saw they also had a pack for book two and book five. And then, of course, separately, they had book three by itself. <laughs> that's the real heavy hitter, book three. Oh, that's the one. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you guys, did you read uh, any other ones besides just book one? Nope. I read I read book four as well. I did since too. Since it was part of the publisher deal. And it was, it was nice because it was like a continuation a little bit. It, it followed the same characters, kind of. And, it, was like a, um, it was like a generational skip. Yeah. And that was really nice because I... I saw that the other ones were more standalones or like they're all supposed to be like in the same universe or whatever, but like characters that don't really interact and they're, you know, might be little Easter eggs or whatever, but for the most part, they're separate entities. Okay. So that, I'm glad that you actually looked into that. Cause that was one of my questions was I was, I was curious uh, if they separate them this way on purpose or if it was just, arbitrary to like force you to buy books two and three because you're like well i have book four already <laughs> that's interesting does uh can anyone tell it's like the the series title is called yarns world at least according to amazon but is there a reason for that that we can tell i think it's mostly just because they tell stories like stories yeah, were a huge part of it yeah they're like, very yeah that's been true yarn. what was that rachel I say yes. they're very folklore. Yeah, folklore. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Folkloric. I really, I did really enjoyed that. I, uh, I really liked the the conceit of the structure of the of the book, um, which I think we can go into without much in the way of spoilers. Um, everybody dies. Everybody <laughs> dies, and also is secretly a god, angel. From and alien ghosts. Yes, they're all secretly alien ghosts. Um, But the the structure of each chapter is first section from the perspective of a villager and the second section from the perspective of a noble character. And then the third section is either a folktale or a family story passed down to that noble character. you know, so told within the world, and then and then that's the end of the chapter. And each each chapter fits that structure, and I found that pretty uh, engaging. I liked that conceit. Yeah, um, I I really loved all the folklore 
built into this world. It's all, and by the way, it's all custom. I don't know if we kind of specifically said that. Um, so this this author literally wrote their own mini folk folk tales just to insert between chapters, and they continue that on into book four. So I'm assuming they continue that all the way through book five, which is pretty damn impressive to like kind of build up the world that way. I mean, a lot of the world mm-hmm. building is done externally from the main story through those folk tales. Well, those folk uh, tales were each, uh, you know, relevant to the course of the story that we were seeing. Sure. Right. It's not like definitely they're not, it's not like each one was independent. No, I don't think this is really a spoiler to say too that the um, point of view from the noble character are essentially dreams that the main character is having. So really through and through there mm-hmm. is like a a definite main character and a main story going yeah. on here. Um, what did you, so we've talked about the folktales here, but what did you think about our main character, Lonin, and his story? Oh, I didn't like him. I I knew Rachel wouldn't like him. He came off as a total incel, didn't he, Rachel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for saying it. (laughs) I was, I was, I was going to dance around that word, but he absolutely had that, uh, I'm a loner. I've been cheated of the woman that I was supposed to have. She doesn't really Uh love him. if she only got time, you know, had the freedom to spend more time with me, she would love me after all. Um, it was really off-putting, even though, you know, oh, and and that guy that she married is really nasty, and I'm the only one who can see it. Um, it was off-putting as a as an attitude, and it's a little frustrating. Uh, that it was that true it turned out to be right yeah right yeah, exactly. and then when, <laughs> on every point 100%. yeah and then when the girl when she like breaks through the like kind of mind control spoilers i guess that her husband has on her she's like oh it should have been you and i have a note here that i wrote and i'm like girl no no is definitely underlined it should have been nobody because yes. apparently the only reason that she got married, it, she was like forced into the marriage because there were no other eligible mates in her generation. That is like a point that they made. And it's like, I, I'm pretty sure you can choose to not be with the abusive fuckwit. Right. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's possible that our main character, whom obviously we didn't love, <laughs> um, uh, might have developed into a better young man if he hadn't, you know, experienced the tragedy and and abuse that he did. Um, but even so, like, and so maybe maybe if that had been absent in his life, then he would have been a good partner for her. But we don't really know that, and all we really see is this whiny, uh, uh, self uh, indulgent. You know, we'll say I yeah. think he. I like the end. What happens to his character? Mm. Mm-hmm. It it feels kind of deserved. <laughs> well, these these stories, as far as I can tell, uh, having only read the two, seem to be made up of uh, just pretty much all unlikable characters who all suffer tragedies. Really. Like, yeah, like, pretty much. I mean, there aren't really happy endings or happy characters or good people in these stories. Um, there are generally just like complicated or not so great people 
who are making very difficult decisions and they are making the best decision out of a bunch of horrible decisions available to them. So but I would like to cons- I I can name one good character in this first story? Yes. Okay. Mother Okma. Uh yes, yes. I think Mother Okma is probably the best of them. Yeah, she she Wasn't took good. in the kid when his I guess his mom like booted him because he killed his dad or something. I don't know. Because he was deemed responsible for his father's death. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And she even kind of continues into the next book having taken care of another kind of orphan, we'll say. Mm-hmm. So I would say she is the best character and probably besides our main characters, the most fleshed out of the side characters. That's interesting. Um, would you say that, I don't remember his name exactly, the prince was a good character, like a good person? Adahi. Thank you. Um, go ahead, Rachel. I think his heart was in the right place. But for real, yeah, yeah. Um, and then things happened, and then it was like ah. To, yeah. to a degree, though, yeah. I would say that I would say that all of these characters, their hearts are in the right place, even if they're terrible people. Like you can get why they feel the way they do and why they act the way they do, and they do have a general sense of they want to leave the world better than they arrived in it, for the most part. Even even though like Lonan is absolutely like a, a piece of shit at times. Sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, he just all all he seems to me is he seems to want what he thinks he deserves. I, I like, and that's one of the things that that bugged me is that at at the end they let him be heroic. Well, like they still they still they still paint him as <laughs> Katie as, and I are both just like well. <laughs> You may say I mean, heroic, but I say... Yeah, what do you say? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, like, he did okay, the thing noble, and he saved right? people. Yeah, okay, I guess the, we can go I, with I, noble. I feel, yeah, I feel like the narrative stance is that is that he makes the noble choice and he's still, like, he's making sacrifices or being good and... and Maybe heroic. I'm not sure, um, and that that feels like a uh, uh, what's the word uh, encouragement? No, like an approval of his of him as a character of his attitude the whole time, and but that I was annoying. Ar- but I argue that no one knows what he did, so society is not approving of him, and he will be forgotten forever. So the society doesn't matter. There's a communication between the author and the reader, and I feel like the the author there is is endorsing him. And, oh, no, going but meta. But the problem with that is he's still getting tortured because he's being he's forever alone. It's not noble, and that's saying that you should never earthly desires. You should. Uh, uh, his sacrifice is uh, that he will be alone forever and forgotten to the world. 
right? He still he still didn't get everything that he thought he deserved at the end, right? He got nothing. No, no, he he didn't get rewarded, but he gets lauded not by people in the story, but by the author, the narration to us, the readers, um, which which I still feel you know holds him up and says you know this character is good and was good all along. When I don't I don't I think it's a lot more complicated than that. I never got the I I didn't get that impression that he was trying to say this character is wholly good. I think. It's definitely a complicated character who has some good okay. qualities and some bad qualities. And all right, uh, but I also I do again. I think Katie and I have a bit of an advantage because uh, of reading book four and seeing the, uh, the fruits of uh, Lonan's decisions. Yeah. Okay, I can so, see how that's in interesting. his it, loins. <laughs> yeah, that's, actually, I, I realized like... now after reading book four that the word fruits is also very disgusting, huh, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, we're gonna have to disagree because I don't feel like, at least in book one, that the the author ever condemns Lonan's attitude. Um, and I think, no, and, I you agree know, from with my that. perspective, tacitly th- endorses it. I don't. I wouldn't really say that. I feel like it endorses it, but I feel like it certainly doesn't say. By the way, he's being really gross in just assuming that he should get this girl but also the, the book doesn't have to that's no, fair no, well i mean no it yeah i think it leaves it ambiguous to. enough that you can kind of come to your own conclusions i don't think the it tries to spoon feed you a, a decision one way or the other All especially right. well, with like I'm... the folk taily as- aspect of it a lot of those um folk tale stories i think are even pretty ambiguous with their morals you know, they okay. kind of are more Brothers Grimm vibe folktale than like a traditional modern folktale where mm-hmm. it's, where you know, Snow again, White uh, gets to marry the princess or wait, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, but like where like all of the characters are pretty awful. Yeah. Know? And you're, you're meant to learn lessons, uh, not because these people are good, but precisely because they're bad and they're making bad decisions. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I still feel that that authorial endorsement and I but mm-hmm. but our, mm-hmm. our listeners can understand that this is not a universal experience on reading the book. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying you, you your opinion is valid, but a book does not have to do that. No, no, it absolutely doesn't need to condemn, you know, characters that we find reprehensible. But the message, you know, of you know, the failure to condemn like such a character remains a message. Um, and, but we don't need to dwell on, on that element of it, you know. Because yeah. then if every book did everything perfectly, the world would be fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yes, I don't know. Like, I, 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 am, yeah. I, I do wonder, again, if he, uh, if the author here chose to leave it and then was like either later i'm going to come back to this or if maybe just later he decided you know maybe i should revisit that you know it's we're not going to get an answer to that unfortunately but uh well look if dan were here he could just call the author and ask (laughs) probably true (laughs) but uh, but dan is not here but peter your your pin uh opinions are valid or and heard (laughs) I appreciate that, Rachel. Thank yeah. you. 
I just um, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely see where you're art. coming from. Yeah, I I just get into a lot of people in arguments that like books should always like spoof feed like people's opinions, which I f feel like is not a good idea. That. I'm just saying that whatever it chooses carries a message. I think this is excellent because we all don't 100% agree necessarily, but we all see where yes. the other people are coming from on this. So like, I think that we Absolutely. all have like a valid perspective on this. Um, I mean, we all I'm... agree we don't like Lodin. <laughs> yes. And that's really the most important thing to agree on. Yeah, I don't think I really liked any characters in any of these stories, but I still loved them. I liked <laughs> like, the prince. I really loved these stories. Yeah, Adahi. I, I did was like Adahi. Fine. He was very cute, I thought. But I was really yeah. confused on like how old he was supposed to be. He seemed yeah, like I'm not sure, like sixteen or something. Okay, because when they of... like they took him out at night, and then he was like crying at his dad, and he pissed himself, and I'm just like. Okay, and then later on, they're like, oh, here's your bride-to-be. Yeah, I was guessing like, around yeah. 16. Yeah. Also, okay. there could have been a considerable, considerable time skip between those. But oh, that's it might true. Not, it might not be, be to being told literally. Not literally, yeah. linearly. Yeah. <laughs> that's true as well, yeah. yeah also true. Yeah. Um, I do want to I do wanna digress just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Digress say, away? Oh, I am. To note <laughs> that anytime somebody uses pedantic or pedantry incorrectly correcting them is pedantry okay. well actually oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you nick that was perfect at times oh, oh I, I would like oh go ahead rachel I would say like you guys love the love like the concepts of the characters and I was just like eh, they're kind of one dimensional <laughs> and boring to me. No, they're kind of they're kind of think... they're kind of supposed to be, right? Like again with that yeah, folk tale. No. Yeah, yeah, like but... exactly. I don't know. It, it, okay, I might just not like folk tales too cuz uh it didn't connect to me. Um or like at the time. Well, that's cuz like... you don't live in the woods, Rachel. I wish I did. Yes, you do, and we didn't know that. <laughs> no, in which I live case, in... we apologize. Does Texas live... even have woods? I don't know. Mesquite. <laughs> Mesquite's a bush, though. I'm pretty yeah. sure Texas has woods, if I had to guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know. Just a wild guess. <laughs> it's very flat. It's very flat. Um, I would oh, like to man. say something about the the book again, if you don't mind. Wait, what book? What book? That one, yes. Um, oh, okay. I yes, just please. I just want to point out that okay, so Adahi is the Magpie King's son. I don't think we ever said that. Yeah, so we should like talk this, about. The, there's the like a superhero story. kind of guy called the Magpie King, and he like protects the villages at night from the evil creatures that show up and yeah, at if night. You're, yeah, mostly at night. Yeah, mostly. Um, <laughs> and and then, like, the villagers also have like superpowers, but what in one specific area? <laughs> yeah, their yeah, knack. That was like, weird magic. too. Yeah, you yeah can they have all... a knack, quote unquote, for like cleaning floors, <laughs> doing oh, dishes. Oh yeah, no, it was <laughs> yeah, it was kind of I forgot about that sexist element where every person develops like they have a maybe a knack they're going to develop genetically, but only if they practice it. And women 
pretty consistently develop like knacks for cooking or knacks for washing clothes or something. Just, See, I don't know if that's like inherently sexist into the magic system or if it's just more that's how their society is. Which like you can I say mean, the society is sexist, sure, but I you know the society is sexist. I say that. It I, seems I, like I, you I, can have an it seems like anybody could have a knack for anything provided they do it enough. And it seems like most people just have very mundane knacks. That that yes. seems to be the the impression from the story that I got at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I think the uh, the point of it was the author was saying this society is sexist in that way, and versus like the author saying that sexism is okay. That makes yeah. Sense. No, I I, I, sure I would definitely so. lean that way. Yeah. Um. um Although so then, we might have to have Dan call Benedict Patrick and ask. Yes. <laughs> Next month, tune in for our exclusive phone interview. Oh, or gosh. don't. It might not. A pro- 99% chance it won't happen. Anyway, um, so what I wanted to say, though, was that there's, like, the Magpie King and his bloodline. Um, they ha- get, like, the magic powers to go out and defeat scary monster things. But from what I remember of the book... The Magpie King always had, like, an owl queen. So, eventually, wouldn't, after, like, six generations or whatever, wouldn't the Magpie King mostly just be, like, an owl king? It, they don't always have an owl queen. Uh, the first one first. did, and, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we see in one of the folklore stories of the the first magpie king getting an owl queen i think or an early one i'm not sure and then we see adahi uh uh meeting his betrothed and uh <laughs> i love the, the only way syllable. to say it betrothed <laughs> does um, she have a name yeah, yeah she but did. i don't rachel it was a woman she's unimportant Oh, wait, it was Andromeda, I think. I don't think it was Andromeda. That sounds too Greek for this. It might well, have. Well, then was, maybe I'm wrong. It was something that's. I think that we only find out day. near the end. Yeah. I say that, and one of the gods is literally called Artemis. But. Yeah, oh, okay. So I found that <laughs> such a. Just a poor choice, right? They named one of their folkloric figures Artemis, and he was a trickster figure and a guy and not Greek at all. And I just really question the wisdom of making that choice. Yeah. Of not, you know, not naming them something else, anything else. Bob, Bob the trickster, Bob the forest trickster. Um, just, you know, Artemis carries connotation and and associations you know moon and a hunter and huntress and bows and, and little uh, white cats maybe or, is that a thing or that, elves. that's a sailor moon thing oh okay or artemis fowl if you're um a uh, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. megalomaniacal child criminal genius he is also Irish, so it might be an Irish thing too. Okay, okay, there, that's a, okay. I am open to that idea. So maybe, maybe it has some association that I don't know. Not being Irish, and uh, 
<laughs> and maybe I can maybe I can give him a break on that. Did we actually tell the plot of this book? Because I think we're just. Well, it's tough because we don't want to spoil stuff, so we have to figure out um, how to go right. through this. No, I'm, but... I'm correct about the name Andromeda, at least. We're Perfect. so proud of I you. Do. I've never Thank been more you. proud of you in my life. You can find Benedict Patrick on Twitter at Benedict Patty. <laughs> as Irish as he gets. Great. <laughs> I'll try to sum up the book in two sentences, or not two sentences, okay. a few sentences. No, I'm excited. Do um, it. Do it. Uh, creepy white knight killed, uh, accidentally kills father and maybe others, uh, blamed by an entire village, so exiled, uh, does crappy work, gets weird dreams, weird shit starts happening. Folklore happens. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah, I think, I think, well, um, yeah, it's not for all, it's not wrong. <laughs> I've been trying. So, I try to. I've just been trying to come up with like weird, w- witty one-liners for books. Like, um, there's a book I, called. I don't blame you. Yeah. This, um, the like for the da- a dagger of the coin series. It was something like. Oh boy. Uh, I I call I, like I, I I put it to Carrie, but with a spider goddess. Um. <laughs> Because okay. Very like the Stephen King book. Yeah, because Getter no, reminds this, me this of the main basic character. Movie. <laughs> um, Getter just reminds me of Carrie from Carrie, a bit. Interesting. <gasps> Carrie Fisher auditioned to be Carrie. Did she really? She did. Fun fact. Yeah, I like I made the analogy of like Carrie, but make it fantasy and a spider goddess that tells the truth. Huh. It tells you nothing hmm. about the book series. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it sounds fun. It is. I mean, you're right. That's intriguing. Um, and then there's another book, uh, Spine of the Dragon by Kevin Anderson, where I just say, uh, do empires compare dick sizes? Well, the world ends. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is, that feels, that is more, that tells us, that tells me more. <laughs> um, and then there's a the Green Rider series. Like the, that kind of just sounds like the plot of today yeah. in the real and world. <laughs> okay, oh, not, well, three empires. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And there's this Green Rider, which is, I call horse girl fantasy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, know, I, I forgot. Girls. I read Green Rider. I re- yeah. You didn't the like it. The character had no agency. Yep, but it's I, it's still horse girl fantasy. I am not arguing with that statement. Um, <laughs> all right, no, I uh, I let's see anything else we want to say about about this book, which uh, I'm checking my notes was called "They Mostly Come Out at Night" by Benedict was... Patrick, and and had an annoying protagonist. <laughs> I, I I. I... Yeah, I would say don't let any of that like dissuade you. Actually, I think it's actually a pretty fun, like dark fantasy, uh, story. Especially if you like folk tales, Grim- Brothers Grimm, that kind of thing. I was gonna say I I didn't feel like I wasted my time listening to it. Well, that's good. That might, that's like. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. What, Peter? No, I was gonna say I will say it felt a bit amateur. It is indie, so there is probably no in, uh, editing. 
That's yeah. That's that sounds about right. I think it could have trimmed maybe ten percent and been a stronger book. Peter, um, you have to understand that's literally every indie book. <laughs> well, then, then I will say that about every indie book that we discuss <laughs> on this podcast. Um, oh, I. I sorry, sorry. I spent like a week reading indie books. I'm like, uh, yes, this needs editing. Okay, it's, all right, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's like that. My other podcast, why is this a thing? We've watched so many bad movies for so many years that I am just so much more forgiving of most movies now. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's, I mean, I, I get know, you. I get similar. you. But the interesting thing is, I watch a lot of bad movies myself. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm something of a bad movie watcher myself. Um, well, yeah. I and, uh, and always the right term, but well, no, no, no. But, uh, the thing is I've watched a lot of bad movies and sometimes I watch terrible movies and I watch, and I find I have to turn them off. Like I have a threshold that I've discovered now, oh, now, this, again, again, I had a, you know, I just called this kind of an amateur uh, 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 book or that, that felt kind of amateur at times. I still enjoyed it largely. And, uh, you know, and I don't think anyone would be ill served by giving it a read. I think it's a good, in fact, for authors who are reading to like learn from other writers mistakes, this is a, good option to read for small mistakes and not torture yourself while doing it. Cause you could read a terrible book to try to figure out what you could do better and be miserable the whole time. Or you could read this book and you'll find things you'll notice things that you can do better than that, but you won't be miserable the whole time. You'll probably largely enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for cutting you off. It's just something I notice about indie books in general. So it's kind of like anime. You got it. It's all anime has this one element that everyone hates, but it's always there. Is <laughs> in, with anime, is it the 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 annoying sidekick, little girl? No, it's the big boobs. Oh, that is also annoying. You mean the water balloons on the chest? Yeah. Right. Um, that is where I keep my. Wait, water people balloons. hate that. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was that was my favorite part. No, I'm just kidding. Oh Jesus, uh, Rachel, <laughs> could we get a rate on how scary this book is from you? Because we know you are the anti-horror person. So how was it? Two out of ten. It was not scary at all. It was more atmosphere. Excellent atmosphere. Good job, Katie, enunciating both syllables on the word horror. That's very important. Thank you. I'm trying but to on the horse scale. But on the horse scale, how was it, Rachel? <laughs> See, Katie got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a man whore. But... Whoa, what, he tried Ronan? to be a man whore. <laughs> he thought he was. <laughs> yeah, he thought I mean, he was a catch, that's for sure. Okay, yes, he thought he was a catch. I'm not sure he tried to be, you know, a, a, I don't know what I'm going to say next. I'm done. We're done here. Everything's over. <laughs> All right. Well, that was They Mostly Come Out at Night by Benedict Patrick, who you can follow on Twitter 
at Benedict Patty. Patty with D's. Paddy like, with D's. Yeah. My bad. You know, the, the Irish way. Sorry. Sorry. I was going <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, we Benedict Patty. Oh, my. He writes Yarn World, don't you know? Anyways, who have we been? Uh, we've been Rachel. Hello. You can find me at, uh, at Argent Rape. Most anywhere. I kind of exist. You've been existing a lot lately with your Rachel Reads. Yes. Just letting people know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, anything else? I read and ramble. <laughs> Two very solid R words. Yeah, yeah, I know. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Who needs rest make... and relaxation? Read and ramble, I... baby. If I make a YouTube channel, it's going to be Rachel Reads and Rambles. I dig it. You better lock that in before someone steals it. I would have to have time to make a YouTube channel. <laughs> well, you can just you can just register the channel, and then you don't have to sign in management. That's what my brother did on all social media, so no one would steal his username. He doesn't use social. Which is what? I'm not saying. He just, he just oh, owns okay. them. He's just parking. Pretty <laughs> much, he's parking. Uh, wow. fart, fart Bucks McGee. Fart... What? She <laughs> found your brother. McGee. Oh, damn. Yeah. Now everyone will flood Fartbucks McGee on Twitter. No, butts, not the other one. Oh, I liked, um, I thought, oh, okay, fart butts. That's fine, too. The other one is also <laughs> funny, but. Thank you. I don't think that could be a social media post, uh, though. Fartbucks? You, you never know. I'm going to pay you in Fartbucks. <laughs> How many oh. fart bucks to the dollar? I was hearing the F twice. Oh, yeah, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, that's a little different. Yeah, bark bucks. You're going to oh. measure my head. Okay, go for it. Griffin's here, by the how, way. How big is your head, Katie? Katie, where they can, can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at ShimmyBook, where I tweet if I remember that I have it. Or you can check out my bookstore. Uh, it's griffinsroostbt.com. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-N-S roostbt.com. And then we also have get books, by the way. Nicholas. Uh, that's me. <laughs> I think that's the first time I said your full name and it was weird. Yeah, it's weird, right? It doesn't sound like... <laughs> Um, you can, uh, find me and the other podcasts I do on too many thoughts, media.com. That's T O O many thoughts, media.com. And finally that guy in the corner who came out a little bit, Peter. Yep. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm in the corner and I'm watching you and it's creepy. Um, I'm a writer and game designer. Thank you, Katie. Uh, you can find me at Shoeless Pete on Twitter. You can see my games at shoelesspetegames.com. Uh, you can see other stuff at pashafer.com. That's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. And if you want to, and we know you do, send us pictures of your bookshelves. You can, Just uh, like send Sebastian them. from the Netherlands did. That's uh. right. 
And uh, you can do that on the Discord, uh, or you can email us at too many thoughts media at gmail.com. Uh, and... We will also give out give you a shout out if you give us a five star review um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And oh, also, also check out the world of Juno, Dan Evanson's crazy new world that has a book of short stories coming out. Or is Very already nice out. Of you. Yeah, who knows? Yes. The world is timeless. Um, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Very kind of you, Katie, to um, to pitch him while he's not oh, here. shucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's our? How do we sign off, Katie? Now, everyone. GTFO. <laughs> or keep reading. That one's nicer. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are a kick. <laughs> <laughs>